Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft discussion. My name is Kimberly Quinn, and I am thrilled to uh, have another discussion that relates directly to Become the Boss of Your Brain. Today's topic is heart work, or, uh, and my inspiration is Sarah Von Brednick. I'm back on a sheet. I just would love to meet her in person, too. Sarah Von Brednick is author of Simple Abundance, which is a day book of comfort and joy, which I mentioned I've read in my 30s, and now it's revisiting me in my 50s, and it's still great. And so I'm inspired by her today because also I, uh, outside of her talk, she just kind of gels with what I'm already doing, but I'm a big passion person. Part of that is just my wiring. Those of us in the Fast Mind Club, also known as ADHD, are in, we operate in an interest-based nervous system. And I am just passionate, 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 I think, anyway. Tough to tell because you can't really separate anything. You know, ADHD is who I am, not not something I'm carrying around like a suitcase. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm all about the passion and the authentic purpose. And so uh, she's talking about working from the heart and Starts off with a quote by Kahil Gibran, which says, work is love made visible. I love that. So Sarah, Sarah starts out by saying, most of us do not consider our work a personal form of worship. That's a good first sentence, though. I have to tell you, I do. I, I really do. Work is worldly. Worship is withdrawing from the world to honor spirit, however you want to call that, right? You want to say higher power. God, for me, it's God, the universe, um, whatever, it's up to you. But could there be a more beautiful way to honor the great creator than contributing to the recreation of the world through our gifts? This is what we're called to do each day through our work. Yet it is very difficult to get even a glimmer of the holy when we are harassed, unappreciated, overwhelmed, frazzled, and burnt out. That was just a humbling moment right there because I will tell you that in, in general, like the high, high, high majority of the time, I absolutely love teaching. And I love my, uh, you know, the well-being stuff I do at Champlain, too. And I love making YouTube videos. And I love the podcast. The reason it is the common denominator there is it's all about um, education specifically towards enhancing people's lives, their well-being, and seeing their own value and living their best life. That's, a, that's the main thread to all of those things. And so this is why it's interesting because she said most people don't consider Consider it, but actually, I I do, and I'm 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 not saying it from a braggy place. I don't even like people like that. I'm just saying uh, I really do feel that way. And when I do my morning ritual, you know, every day, unless there's a fluky thing where I'm you know not because I every day in a gratitude journal. And when I go out on the in the woods with Giovanni, I do my whole thing, my whole prayer thing, and then I say, "How can I be of service?" I'm not making that religious. You can make it whatever you want. I'm just talking about how can I, as a human being, be a, a good human being to somebody else who might need it today. It doesn't have to be in the parameters of, of religion at all. However, I do. It is spiritual because we are all connected. And, and you know, it's kind of like in the reality, as far as being on the track to authenticity, mind crafting, living your best life, isn't going to happen if, if a person does not get, and again, we're not making about religion, organized anything that we are all part of one big divine loop. We are walking energy. As Wayne Dyer says, we are spiritual beings having a human experience and not the reverse. So I like how she's incorporating this energy, this spirituality into work because I also just did a thing not that long ago, maybe a few weeks ago, 
on work-life integration versus work-life balance. And uh, this kind of fits there because we're not walking around in little boxes like here, you know, this little box that's showing up to work today is solely an employee. I left, I left being a wife and mother of five at home for a while. And so, you know, in no way will I think of them all day. I mean, that's crap. Of course I am. I think about them every day. And I'm not going to think about my husband today. That's crap too. Of course I do. And it's something, and that's when everything's going well. So imagine if somebody's, you know, and I'm not even saying a catastrophe, just maybe, um, you know, they're, they're not, they're not, they're starting to feel some not so goods with the partner and it might be the end of it. And they're sad and, you know, it might not be a crisis crisis, but how do you shut that stuff off? You just don't. And so to think of this as also a personal form of worship and, you know, what gift am I bringing today is also good. Like we're not in little boxes, our spiritual box and our mental box and our physical box, they're in one big box, you know, intertangled together. They're not separate. And I think finally, Places of employment are finally starting to get that. Okay, so I chased a little squirrel there just then, but I do that. So we're just going to roll with it. So the other thing is when I was saying the humble moment, humbling moment is, um, you know, she says this is what we're, what we're called to do each day in our work and called by whoever that is for you. Again, the universe, God, source, um, higher power. And then when she said it's it's difficult to be in this spiritually fulfilled place when we're not being appreciated and we're feeling it may be even harassed. She uses the words overwhelmed, frazzled, and then burned out. Burned out's like the far end of that. When good people cease to care anymore because they've been overworked, underpaid, underpaid probably, and unappreciated. And so we may not be as thrilled to get in the car and go to work and feel it like it's all it's all this for the spiritual form of worship when the people around us aren't necessarily necessarily treating us very well. Or it's a combination. Maybe there's a low budgeting situation, which isn't necessarily the managerial, you know, a fault there. Um, or there's just cuts and, you know, who knows? It doesn't have to necessarily be a faulting situation. Um, but it doesn't matter because we feel how we feel. So if we're feeling unappreciated, feeling frazzled, maybe underpaid and overwhelmed and burnt out, well, that's we how we feel. We feel how we feel. And I get what Sarah's saying. It's tough to think of it as, as um, you know, being of service and, and that if it's not lifting us up, because when we give mindfully, we are recharged. We are, we are, as a huge charge when we give mindfully, it's when we get wrapped up in giving mindlessly, do we feel depleted and drained? Uh, so very important because one is authentic and one is of the ego and they're different. So then she says, um, Marianne Williamson believes that the workplace is quote, but a front door for a temple, a healing place where people can be lifted above the insanity of a frightened world, end quote. Once, once when she was working as a cocktail waitress, years before she answered a calling to be, become a spiritual guide and writer, she realized that people only thought they were coming to a bar for a drink. Really, the bar was a church in disguise, and she could minister to people with warmth conversation and compassion. I love this. I read it back in my thirties and now I'm just like revisiting. Wow. And then she says, quote, no matter what we do, we can make it our ministry. She writes in her illuminating. Oh, I own this book actually. A return to love reflections on the principles of a course in miracles. And then the quotes again, no matter what form our job or activity takes, the content is the same as everyone else's. We are here to minister to human hearts. If we talk to anyone or see anyone or even think of anyone, then we have the opportunity to bring more love into the universe. 
from a waitress to the head of a movie studio, from an elevator operator to the president of a nation, there's no one whose job is unimportant to God. I love that. Again, you can turn God into the universe if you want. The idea is not to be preachy. I don't even do that. I don't even like people who do that. Um, for me, it's God, but the universe works. I use that. I use that all the time. It's just, you know, the, the divine energy that connects us all, the creator of all things, you want to say that. And um, this is so true. And I actually am hyper aware of this during the day because there are so many good, kind people everywhere. I happen to love the the, the folks who, um, they're, actually, they're almost all women. This happens to be at our local grocery store here. And there, I just... They give me such a lift. They dress up for St. Patrick's Day. They're really get dressed up for Halloween. They're pleasant. They're kind. They ask about you. And that's just, and also the ladies, and I, we live in a very small town. That's actually the town next to us, but um, they're all, there's both small towns. And um, and the, the ladies at the bank, it's just such a lift. And I doesn't, I don't think it, oh, and my dentist, my dentist loves being a dentist. Like he's ecstatic. He's got a whole story when he was a teenager. He had some kind of genetic thing with his teeth that he never felt like he could smile. And he just decided at 15, he was going to not have anybody have to have that. And I mean, I, this is, there are fulfilling people all over the place and they don't need to be in the Peace Corps. Uh, you know, they, already that was three examples of the grocery store, the bank and a dentist. And I'm just so aware, but I guess, cause I love people so much. I love listening to their stories but all of it is healing. All that gives us a lift, even if it's the slightest lift, that is being of service. That's being of service. We can give a lift back by saying something. And it's just really the goes around, comes around karma train thing. And it's really all quite good. And I've also told the story about my friend Doug from years ago. Oh, my gosh. My husband and I were just married. Um, no, not just married. Sorry. <laughs> married with four out of the five kids. And they're only about two years apart. So I was at home and loving it and everything, but quite, quite busy. We were not able to, to save much money, obviously with four kids. And we had a couple hiccups with credit and things like that way back when trying to do the best we could. And then we, then he, we got transferred from New Hampshire to Vermont and we just really needed to get in, into a house. We've been rent, uh, actually, no, saying so it, my husband's, they'd like us, I don't want to say like, Ooh, there's a summer house. It wasn't a summer house like that. It was a very nice rustic, um, kind of like a camp. And it was perfect for us to stay in and try to save some money for 10 months. They were very generous to let us stay there. But now we really needed to get in the house and we we didn't have much of a town payment. We had a couple of credit hiccups. And my friend Doug from high school, um, really, he's a, here's a mortgage guy, right? And you wouldn't think, again, not the Peace Corps, because some people just think like that. He literally, literally was the vehicle for working a, a miracle given we only had one income because I was home, credit hiccups and um, very, very little money saved. And we had to get a hotel to stay to come look at the house and everything like that. And he just pulled every string he had to help us. And it took a lot of his time, extra time and everything because um, of the various things at play. And so that's just my example of talk about and to me, there is no such such thing as a small miracle. And he got he got us in there and actually came to visit us later on. I hadn't seen him in, in years since high school. And um, that's just such a nice story that I like to share it with people. You know, my good friend, the mortgage broker, 
worked a small miracle. We got into our first little house, a little tiny house. We loved it. May as well have been a mansion because it wouldn't have made us, it wouldn't, wouldn't have made us, it would not have made us happier if it were a mansion. That's what I meant to say. We were the happiest two people in the world with our kids in our first little house and just so grateful. The gorgeous property, it was very modest and, um, and yeah. And so there you go. Talk about, you know, um, working as a form of worship and doing things for other people right there is a great story. And then Sarah says, it's easier to imagine that our, imagine that our work could be our worship if we could perceive the sacred in how we spend at least eight hours of the day. Perhaps the secret to coming to this awareness, no matter what our present circumstances, is to discover the work we would love to do. But until we do, we need to learn to love the work we're presently doing. That is so important. Oh, my gosh. The universe is speaking to me right now at this minute in this podcast, and I didn't even plan this at all. I just kind of winging it here like I usually do. And so many of the great thinkers I'm listening to are saying this exact same thing. Wayne Dyer, Abraham Hicks, Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza is a new one. Um, there's so many people saying this. We can't attract a relationship by with needy energy. And also Aaron Doughty says this too, actually. The I want the love, I want the love. You've got to feel love and be love before that 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 awesome person is going to be attracted to. It's just how it works. Same thing with um, that job. Even if your job isn't ideal, you don't really care for it that much, that you, it's important to look for a few things. You might like the flexibility. If, you, if it's the opposite for you, you have zero flexibility. You might like the consistency of a pay, paycheck. You might like a person or two at the at the job you can have lunch with. You might like that you're not on the hoot owl shift, that you work, you're eight to four. You'll find something because until there's some, there's gratitude present, even if you have to really look for it because you don't like where you are, you got to really, really look for it. Maybe it's close. Maybe it's not a long drive. Maybe, I don't know, all different things. Um, it's In order to have that something better come to you, you got to find gratitude and and it, it, where you are in some way. It doesn't mean you have to, not, pox, not toxic positivity where you try to talk yourself into loving it when your brain's saying, you're lying. No, you don't. Right. We're talking about authentically a couple of things. You like the, the, the shift. You like the time. You like the maybe a person, something, you know, that it's not a long commute or that it is a long commute. But you have a beautiful ride, something, because that's really. And then this other part, she talks about it. You've got to love the work you're presently doing. It's very important. Joe Dispenza is big on this feeling, whatever it is you're trying to attract a new position, maybe an entirely new area to live in and do something you've got to you've got to really feel it as if it's already happened you've got to really feel it and that takes quieting the mind being still call it meditation or just call it quieting the mind and being still and really i mean an actual visceral feeling so that you wouldn't be surprised when your boss comes in and say hey you're doing so well we're gonna da, 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 move you to the new office with a big office and a ton more money and a barista of your own. I mean, who knows? But you got to feel it like it's already happening. That is so key because the brain doesn't know the difference between what's what's happening now and real or what you're imagining. It just knows. It's just reading the feeling from the body. Language, language of the body is feeling. The language of the mind is thoughts. And the, the brain does not know the difference. Just, just feel it. So uh, 
Then Sarah Bonbrednik, author of Simple Abundance, says, Today you can begin to transform your workplace and your working style by considering how much you have to be grateful for. If you have a job, even when you dislike, oh, she said this or we said this, it's a safety net and you take a deep leap of faith toward authenticity. If you're out of work, the path already has been cleared for you to answer your authentic calling. Okay, a, ben- a benefit to being unemployed, that's for sure. Um, invoke spirit as your personal career counselor. The mystical poet Cahil Gibran tells us, when you work, you fulfill a part of, of Earth's fondest dream assigned to you when that dream is born. I love that. When you work, you fulfill a part of your part of Earth's fondest dream assigned to you when that dream is born. Fulfilling your part of the Earth's fondest dream occurs when you work from the heart, from your authentic, your authentic, authentic self. That is what we're talking about, from your authentic purpose. And what Oprah would say is you know that you're 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 in your calling right there's job career calling it's a tier job is like the lowest tier not dismissing it because the paycheck's important career a lot more to that longer lasting happiness involves a lot more and then calling is what we're put on this earth to do and that the way to figure that out is to listen listen to that inner voice throw stuff at the universe you call it god source whatever that inner voice we hear is god or the universe talking back right so when we start to get really in tune with that we start to see green lights all over the place and my dear friend Oprah would say you know if you're headed in the right direction by how you feel it just feels so right okay that is it working from the heart this is Kimberly Quinn signing off from the freezing northern Vermont I think we're up to negative nine it's very good all right have a mindful day